Happy Thursday, everyone, and welcome back to Unbothered. Your host, Josh, here. A great show today. A lot to cover. I'll be talking about tonight's Thursday night football game, who I like, who has the edge. Then there's a lot going back and forth between Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Raiders place a couple of stars on the injured reserve, what that means. And then we are now officially halfway through the NFL season. I look back at some of my predictions preseason, what's happened since then, what, what I expect moving forward to finish the season. Again, can't believe we're already halfway done. I make some other Week 10 picks, and then I react to the committee's ranking of the college football top 10, and also make some picks as well for college football, as we are now three-quarters of the way, 75% done with college football regular season. It's come by fast. It's gone by fast. Can't believe we are halfway through one season, three-quarters of a way with another season. Yet here we are. Let's get started with the Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers in what is a game between two teams with a losing record, but somehow very much in the playoff race because this division is the worst division in the NFL right now. Uh, All teams in this division have a losing record, so Carolina is only two games out of it. They have the head-to-head win over the Tampa Bay Bucks, yet they lost to Atlanta a couple weeks ago in a crazy game up there in Atlanta in overtime. DJ Moore, excellent catch to tie the game, touchdown uh, grab, but he takes his helmet off on sportsmanlike conduct penalty, 15 yards added to the extra point, misses, they can go into overtime. The Atlanta Falcons squeak it out. Then last week, off that emotional win, Falcons look like they can beat the Chargers. Chargers down some key people. Yet the Falcons recover a fumble with around two minutes left. The defensive line is running, and he just fumbles the football, gives it back over to the Chargers. Chargers won the game and really a disappointing loss. And then the Panthers just got hammered last week by the Bengals uh, by 21 points. Wasn't even competitive with 35-0 halftime. Joe Mixon ran all up and down the field on them, uh, in which was a terrible display. P.J. Walker was bad. They put in Baker. Uh, he threw a couple touchdown passes. But the Panthers are sticking with P.J. Walker tonight. I don't think it's the right move. I think we've seen from P.J., especially last game, he's not that good. Uh, Baker is fully healthy. I stick with him just because that is the guy I'm paying. However, Carolina is not doing that. Uh, They're staying with P.J. Walker. I expect this to be a close game still because it is a divisional game uh, in Carolina. Carolina's rocking. The all-black unis tonight, which I love. The black helmet is debuting. Again, love the look. However, that's not going to influence my decision. I've got enough on the unis and the helmets and the two or three games I've picked, you know, the Cardinals and the Bengals, I've done it. I'm just staying with who I think here, and that's the Falcons. The Falcons have proved to be the more consistent, better team. 
behind Marcus Mariota, who has surprised me. The running game has been fantastic no matter who's back there, whether it's Cordero Patterson or Algier. They've been really good. Drake London has been balling. Uh, I think if they get Kyle Pittsmore, this offense can be even more explosive. So I like the Atlanta Falcons to win this game. I don't think Carolina has enough firepower behind D.J. Moore. I don't think P.J. Walker is that good. Uh, can the defense make some plays for Carolinas to stay in this game long enough to try to pull off the upset? It's close, but the key here is the Panthers are really struggling, but at least the Falcons are fighting. The Falcons, to me, feel like they're competitive in every game, have a chance to win in every game. Arthur Smith, coach, has done a terrific job with this team, uh, where it's Carolina, it's just lost. Interim head coach, quarterback is a situation is a mess. Uh, they've got nothing figured out. Atlanta, who I thought was going to be one of the worst rosters, one of the worst teams, you know, fight for a top pick. Uh, that's flipped. It's really Carolina who looks every bit of a mess that they are. Looks like Phil, they're on route to have a top five pick. We'll be getting a new coach because this team is truly, truly in shambles. They are not good at all. I'm rolling with the Falcons and what would I think will be a close Thursday night football contest. Now I want to talk about Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. Uh, Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll have gone back and forth uh, with each other. Uh, throwing shade, Pete Carroll, you know, and the Seahawks leaked the, the draft status of Russell Wilson and how upset he was that, you know, they were thinking about Josh Allen and other quarterbacks and trading Russell Wilson before. But, you know, a lot of, you know, jabs there back and forth between the two. Uh, another one was mentioned, Pete Carroll praised Geno Smith for wearing a wristband this season, saying what's made the play calling more efficient. He said in the past, there's been resistance to that. So we didn't do that. Uh, so there's only one way you can take it. Uh, there's been resistance to that in the past. Well, you've only had one quarterback the past 10 years, and that's been Russell Wilson. Uh, so you're saying that Russell Wilson was stubborn, Resistant, didn't want to do that. Russell Wilson responded by saying, we won a lot of games there without one on my wrist. I didn't know winning or losing mattered if you wore a wristband or not. So there you have it. Yes, Russell Wilson, they did win a lot of games there without Russell Wilson. Wearing a wristband now, all the quarterbacks usually wear a wristband. We see Tom Brady. All of them get the plays called in through there. I think it's efficient in doing so. Uh, But to me, I just see two upset people that have parted ways, and neither of them are really happy. Uh, Russell Wilson 
is not happy with how this thing is going so far in Denver. I think he expected himself to play better, the team to be better. Coach Hackett, who obviously is a hack, uh, to be much better, but instead they're they're three and five. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think Russell Wilson. There's tensions there again. He's not happy in his situation. Pete Carroll appears to be more happy in a situation because he's six and three. He's first in the division, but he's also a smart person. He knows. He realizes that hey, Geno Smith is riding an incredibly hot wave right now. Uh, last year, you saw Geno Smith, and he was atrocious. He was bad. I think Pete Carroll knows that this guy has been in the league for quite some time. Uh, we've seen a lot of him. He's a career backup. He's doing great for the team now. But this is not a long-term solution. I think he knows that. Uh, as well, so he's trying to praise his team, praise his guys, because there's going to be a time when Seattle is not top of the NFC West, and I think it's going to come this year. Uh, they've had a great, tremendous first half of the year, but I think the time comes it, sometime during the season where we're no longer in first place. I do. Uh, I have that game circled December 15th, Thursday night football game in Seattle. San Francisco going up against the Seattle Seahawks could very well be from a division at that point. 49ers have beat the Seahawks once. I could see the 49ers winning that game there and sending them home. And when you look at the Seahawks, they face the Rams. Historically, Sean McDay has owned Pete Carroll in these games. Uh, the 49ers, very good football team. They also play the Chiefs. Great football team. They play the Jets as well, much better this year. And then they also played Tom Brady in Munich, Germany this weekend. So I think reality is going to be crashing down on the Seahawks sooner rather than later. So Pete Carroll's trying to get all these jabs in while he can uh, because very soon, I think by the end of the year, uh, this 6-3 and three ride that they've been enjoying uh, is going to take a turn uh and they won't be, you know, 12 and 5, 11 and 6 when this is all said and done. But congratulations so far uh, to Pete Carroll on being 6 and 3, because I got to congratulate him. I said this team will not get five wins. I said this team will have a top five pick. Uh, no more than five wins can I see. And, hey, they surpassed it halfway through the year. So, again, congrats to them. Congrats to them. Next up, the Las Vegas Raiders have placed Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR, two of their big contributors. They're on offense going on IR, so they're missing at least the next four games. Darren Waller, I think, with an ankle injury. Hunter Renfro with an oblique. So not looking good for the Las Vegas Raiders. They're core four. They're skilled set players who they expected to really be key for them. Uh, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and Devontae Adams. They've only played, played a combined 43 snaps together. 
this year. I think that's definitely frustrating if you're uh, Derek Carr, if you're Josh McDaniels, who thought, hey, uh, this team is going to be pretty good. You look at them last year, they were trending upwards, uh, got an offensive-minded coach, got Devontae Adams. Let's keep this thing rolling. However, I am happy I didn't go through with picking the Raiders to win the division because injuries have plagued this team, the inconsistency on offense, especially on defense, the pressure outside of Max Crosby has not been there. Uh, so very a year away, uh, I think, from doing anything serious back to playoff contention. Big loss for the Las Vegas Raiders to get any continuity with those guys. Uh, again, there, no Hunter Renfro, no Darren Waller. Uh, two big losses, especially ahead of a key game against Indianapolis, which I will be talking about uh, later in the show. Now let's take a look at my midseason report slash outlook for the rest of the NFL season. And I want to start with the AFC. AFC is shaping up very much how I would, how I thought it would be. Uh, so that one, this one I'm feeling good about. I said the Buffalo Bills would be the one seed. Uh, so far, through nine weeks, Buffalo is the one seed. I thought they'd have big uh, conference wins early. That's happened. They've beat the Chiefs. They've beat the Ravens, and they beat the Titans. All three of those lead their division. So Buffalo has all the tie breaks right there in their hand. Uh, that, to me, is big. So for them, I predicted them to go 13-4. and four. They're 6-2. and two. I think 13-4 and four is very realistic, uh, considering the rest of the schedule uh, that they have. I think two losses I see left. I think I see the Patriots one time, uh, and I think I see the Bengals as well. But a lot of that depends on Josh Allen's injury. If he's going to play, he's day-to-day. So that's big news, but I still like the Bills as a one seed. The two seed right now is the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm sticking with them the rest of the way. Initially, I had the Los Angeles Chargers winning this division. I did. Uh, and this one is going to be wrong. And the reason, this is the biggest uh, reason, if you recall, that Kansas City lost a Tyree kill. They weren't going to be as explosive. I don't think the defense was that great. Whereas Los Angeles had, you know, so many top 100 players this past year added with J.C. Jackson's uh, good draft, Justin Herbert taking another step. Uh, they just looked primed, ready to go, added uh, Khalil Mack. However, a couple things have happened. One is injuries. J.C. Jackson done for the year. Joey Bosa's on IR. And the other thing I thought, uh, which I was very nervous about, was the head coach. I didn't know if Brandon Staley was the guy, and he's proved to me that he's not the guy. Uh, I don't think... I think he can coach. However, I don't think he is the right coach for this team. This team is great offensively. It is. Uh, they have so much offensive talent, and he doesn't know how to use it. And he was a great defensive coordinator for the Rams when they had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. However, his defense for the Chargers hasn't been that good. So he doesn't do anything well, particularly. 
So that's why I'm sticking. Uh, that's or that's why I'm switching now halfway through to the Kansas City Chiefs. I still think the Chargers can make the playoffs. However, they're not winning the division with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are clearly heads and shoulders above the Los Angeles Chargers. Number three, I still got the Bengals. Yes, they have a tougher schedule than the Ravens uh, down the stretch, but I like the Bengals uh, to win some games, especially if Joe Mixon keeps it going. Yes, Jamar Chase is out, but they get a revenge game against the Steelers coming up. They play the Titans, who I think they can uh, beat. They just proved it last year. Bengals, that's going to be a key matchup. Uh, I mean, my bad, the Chiefs is going to be a key matchup there. Uh, because that's around the time Jamar Chase comes back. If you recall, last year Jamar Chase gave the Chiefs plenty of fits, so that is a huge game there uh, in the AFC Conference, especially if Jamar Chase comes back. Uh, then they also have games against the Bucks, Bills, uh, and Ravens to finish it off. But I think they finish uh, third in the AFC. Fourth, Tennessee Titans. I predicted the Colts. I'm wrong about this one. Uh, They're a mess. Brady, offensive coordinator, gone. Head coach Frank Reich is gone. Interim head coach Jeff Saturday will be coaching his first game on Sunday. Uh, But the Matt Ryan experiment didn't work out. This team didn't work out. Tennessee, even though they got rid of A.J. Brown, has shown that they rely on Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league. Mike Rabel, I think, is a good coach. A strong defense there. So I think they're the weakest division leader. But, hey, you get a guaranteed home playoff game and you get the four seed. So Tennessee, I don't think, minds it. A team I thought would teeter in the playoff conversation, I think, is five. And that's the Baltimore Ravens. I was thinking about putting them lower. But I look at their schedule and it's easy. It's how many times are they going to play down to their opponent? Is their opponent going to give them a great game? Because they have such an easy schedule. Uh, Like I said on my previous podcast, they don't play a team with more wins than losses until week 18, last game of the season. And since they, uh, I know the Steelers give them tough games, uh, but one in Cleveland will be tough. That's when Deshaun Watson does come back. So we'll see about that. Uh, Jaguars might be tough, but I don't see a lot of obvious wins for the other teams playing the Baltimore Ravens. That's why I think they'll be five. Six, I got the Miami Dolphins. Miami has played terrific. And when Tua has started and finished, uh, he is, uh, they've won every game. Of the three games they lost were the three he was out for concussion protocols. But two is great. Tyreek is great. I think Tyreek will win Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, I think he can also be in the conversation for MVP. That's how good I think this Miami Dolphins team is. Offensively, they're explosive. We'll see if Bradley Chubb, uh, who they just got, uh, makes a difference there. But I do like this Miami Dolphin team. And another team I think I said make a playoffs. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this is one I was teetering back and forth. The Chargers, Patriots. I just, I just don't know about the Chargers, but I picked them to win the division, so I just can't demote them from the playoffs. I just can't. 
Chargers have a tough schedule coming up. 49ers, uh, Chiefs, Cardinals, uh, Cardinals, at Raiders, Dolphins. It's tough. It's not easy to be a Charger, uh, especially when you don't have a true home field and practically play an away game every game. So I know it's rough for the Chargers. However, I do like Justin Herbert. I think he's a great talent, great quarterback. Uh, I think this team is talented. However, again, it's the coach. If Bill Belichick had this team, this team would be the best team in the AFC. If Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid had this team, again, best team in the AFC. Instead, it's Brandon Staley who doesn't know what he's doing. That's why I think the Chargers just need to get rid of Brandon Staley because they got pieces there. Uh, the one piece they don't have is the head coach. So things in the AFC looking good, looking close to what I've said so far. Bills, uh, Bengals, uh, Chiefs still a playoff team, Chargers playoff team, uh, Ravens, Dolphins, uh, Titans switched in there. But AFC is a very, very strong, deep conference. Also from there, Josh Allen to me is still the favorite to win MVP. Again, elbow injury concern. Who knows if he'll play this weekend. He's day-to-day uh, to see if he can keep pace, you know, with the Patrick Mahomes uh, right there. But if Josh Allen keeps playing, uh, I think, again, the MVP, he's the front-runner for it still. Now moving on to the NFC side. Of things. Now, this is where it gets really wonky for the poor NFC, and I was worried about this from the start. Uh, my NFC predictions. NFC did not, did not disappoint. One seed I thought would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said, let's go 15 and 2. I felt good. And, oh man, they're 4 and 5. Whereas the one seed right now, who I thought would be like 8 and 0 through this half of the season. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, I thought they'd be a playoff team. I thought they'd be a uh, win their division. But I didn't think they'd be the number one seed. And I think they're hanging on to the number one seed the rest of the year. Uh, they have the tie break against the Vikings, which is huge. And they have a much easier schedule as well, uh, which helps out. Eagles, I think, are going to continue uh, their winning ways. Throughout the rest of the year, they can finish 14 wins, 13 wins. Uh, Philadelphia, strong team, strong offensively, strong defensively. There are some weaknesses in the rush defense. And, hey, comebacks, which Philadelphia has played with the league comfortably. It's crunch time, clutch time, what we see from Brady and the greats. Are we going to see it from Jalen Hurts or are we not? So, when we get to playoffs, it's going to be much tighter, but we'll see how that goes in Philly. Two seed right now is Minnesota. Again, that's one. I thought they'd be teetering in a playoff spot. I thought the Packers would win the division. Er, that's one I got wrong. Bad Packers aren't even making the playoffs uh, this year. I think Minnesota actually stays with the two seed. Uh, this year just because the teams behind them, uh, such as the, you know, Bucks, Niners, Seahawks, I don't think they'll catch up 
to Minnesota. Minnesota's comfortable lead halfway through a season. I think they endure some losses coming up, but I think they stay the two seed, uh, and really with the closest races will be the two to four, uh, and one can just stay there with the uh, Eagles. But the Vikings so far, they surprised me. Teams have done a great job on Justin Jefferson, but Vikings have been winning those close games. All the one-score games they've won last year, all the one-score games they lost. It's not, you know, breaking even. They're 3-3 three and three of these one-score games. It's They've won every one-score game. So it's on their side right now. The health is on their side. They really have nobody down and out. Uh, so right now, things are... Things are high if you're a Vikings fan. I know I hear it from my brother every day. The three seed right now is the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, but I'm flipping that. I think Tampa Bay will get the three seed. Uh, I think Tampa Bay will win this game in, against Seattle in Germany this weekend. That will prove to be a very, uh, very big game there. I think Tampa Bay can string together some wins. I think what we saw, you know, that uh, last drive from Tom against the Rams, that was sensational. Uh, it was That was prime Tom. I think this offense slowly get, get it together. And we see teams that string it together defensively. The defense is getting healthier. It's different out there with Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting. Antoine Winfield will come back soon. But this team reminds me uh, of a team like the uh, New York Giants. In twenty uh, in two thousand seven, with Michael Strahan, where you know they're just stringing it along. Nobody views him as a threat. Nobody's really viewing the butt as a threat right now. And what do the Giants do? They play a game in London. They really get the team together, and they kind of take off from there uh, and are a much better team down the stretch, and they end up winning it. I can see that from the Bucks. They're going to Germany now. Tight win, they just got, they really bond, grouped together. They get healthy, some things go their way. Some favorable games, like I said, the Seahawks, they play the Browns without Deshaun Watson. Uh, they get the Bengals at home. Uh, their final stretch, to me, is a 3-0 and stretch. Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. So winnable game here, also Saints. So not a lot of tough games there, uh, as much as I thought. They would have, considering the first half of the schedule, I thought was a tougher stretch for them. So I like Tampa to be the three seed. Four, I'm going the Niners, who I thought would win the division, and, you know, be the uh, three seed. However, I still think San Francisco will win, beat out the Seahawks, and be the four seed there. Five seed, I think, will be the Dallas Cowboys, because Philly has that sizable lead to me. Dallas is clearly the second-best team. In that division, they'll get the five. I think the New York Giants are also strong. They'll get the six. And then Seattle will get the seven there. Everybody below those seven teams are sub-500, and I just don't see it. Atlanta, uh, if they don't win the division, they're not going to be in. Uh, Washington hasn't been that great. New Orleans as well. Green Bay has fallen off a cliff. The Rams' title defense is gone. And I thought the Rams would be bad. I said, hey. I think nine and eight. I, I said this team was going to be bad. But this bad, I didn't think that. So I was wrong on the Packers, wrong really on the Bucks because I thought the Bucks were going to be much better, and they're not. So there you have that. But, again, 
it's still favorable for Tom because you have the Minnesota Vikings versus the Seahawks. That could go either way. Two experienced quarterbacks in the playoffs going up against each other. Vikings could easily win that game. Uh, Tampa the Giants, it's in Tampa. I don't see Daniel Jones going down there to Tampa and beating the GOAT uh, in the first round, sending him home like that. Niners-Cowboys, we saw that last year this time. This would be in San Fran. And the running game San Fran has is too much. This is an elite team uh, there. They beat the Cowboys. So you have Eagles-Niners. I think the Niners would win. I think that's a team that you, the Eagles don't want to play. They get that matchup. Eagles are one and done. Vikings-Bucks, look at that. Bucks, Tom Brady plays a con artist. What perfect time for a con artist to show up been against a GOAT. It makes sense. They win that. So then you have Bucks-Niners against each other. Hard fight game. I won't make a prediction for that because, to me, two, still, two of the best rosters still in the NFC right there. So, there you have it. Mid-season report. A lot of hits, some misses. Still feeling good about the pick, though. My Super Bowl pick is Bills and Bucks. Uh, I'm still going with that. I kind of would like to change it to Bills and Niners, but I'm going to stick faithful to my pick. So far, I'll reevaluate when the playoffs start. Now let's quickly go through some week. 10 picks that we have. Seattle, Tampa Bay, and Germany. I said already, I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I just do. I think they're going to bond over there. I think this is going to be a great time for Tampa Bay, Seattle. However, I think it's going to be a long time getting there, and it's going to be an even longer time uh, coming home. Uh, You don't want to be on the plane for, you know, 14 hours after a loss uh, in Germany. Seattle, I think that happens to them. Tampa Bay gets a big win. I think it's a close game. It's in Germany. There's a lot of Bucks fans there. Uh, been watching all the football stuff happening over there. A lot of support there for Tom and this Bucks team. I like Tampa Bay to get the first ever win in Germany. Minnesota Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. I don't care if Josh out plays or not. Uh, to be honest with you, it's in Buffalo. Hostile environment for Kirk Cousins. Real true first test uh, for him. And he's going to go up against studs such as Von Miller. Good players such as Rousseau and Oliver down there on the defensive side. Uh, I think the defense dominates this Minnesota team. If Josh Allen doesn't play, it'll be a much closer game. Uh, But I'm fine with Case Keenum playing. I really am. My brother, Case Keenum has that connection with Stephon Diggs, the Minneapolis miracle. So I ain't worried about them. I'm just not worried about the Bills. I really do think, uh, I don't think this is a stubborn pick or an ignorant pick, but I do think Buffalo will go into, uh, will go to, not to Minnesota, Minnesota will go to Buffalo, and Buffalo will win uh, this game there. In Orchard Park, they just lost a tough one to the Jets. I think they bounced back. Minnesota, this is going to be one of the toughest teams they've faced so far. Uh, I think they can beat the average teams like they've played. But against good teams, I just don't see it from the Vikings. I like the Bills to win this game. Chicago and Detroit. This is an interesting one. Uh, last time, 
Last week, I picked the Packers to get right against Detroit. And Detroit had their best defensive game of the season, not a great offensive output. But it's interesting. Now we get Justin Fields. Justin Fields just had set the single-game record for quarterback rush yards in the game. He was terrific against the Dolphins, didn't get the win. Now it's how you respond. Does he play great now against Detroit? Continue that. Or does Chicago lay a dud? I don't know. I think it'll be close. Uh, however, I'm worried about Detroit in these situations because I pick them to win and they disappoint me. So I'll probably go with the Chicago Bears. I'll pick them to win Justin Fields to beat my Detroit Lions. However, that's not going to stop me from rooting for the Detroit Lions or being happy if this pick does not turn out of the way I had it. Tennessee Denver. If Ryan Tannehill plays, pencil in uh, the win there for Tennessee. Uh, obviously, Ryan or Coach Vrabel knows how to use Tannehill. He doesn't know how to use Malik Willis. Uh, I don't think I should have drafted him. Not just not because he didn't have a talent or anything like that. Just because Mike Vrabel doesn't know how to use a quarterback like that. Uh, if he did, they would have beat the Chiefs last week. Uh, but Denver has issues. They've barely been winning football games this year. Three and five, they're terrible. Off a of bye week. Tennessee off a tough loss. But I think if Ryan Tannehill plays, give me give me the Titans uh, over the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos haven't done really anything well so far this season. Jacksonville, Kansas City. I'm rolling with Kansas City. Now, could this be a surprising game? You know, last year Jacksonville beat Buffalo. Wasn't expecting it, but it happened. Could this be one similar? Jacksonville beats Kansas City. No one sees it coming. Could very well be the case. Uh, but I don't think so. I'm rolling with Kansas City. However, I would not be surprised one bit if Jacksonville pulls off the upset because they've been playing tight. However, Trevor Lawrence just turns the ball over too much. Too many interceptions thrown. Too many bad throws he makes. Uh, he'll regret that because Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think Kansas City will win this game. Cleveland-Miami. I like Miami to win this game. Offensively, you're back to figuring it out. Uh, no one on the Cleveland secondary can guard Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek's just so good. Uh, if the ball is perfectly thrown to him, it's a touchdown. If it's underthrown, he'll still make a play on it, still get the reception somehow. Uh, this Miami offense has figured it out. Cleveland, run the football a lot. Will they tire out Miami that way? Uh that's the only way I see Miami sticking in it or Cleveland sticking in this game is if they continue to run the football well and take that pressure off Jacoby Brissett. Uh, if it gets into some shootout like we see with the Dolphins, we've seen it with the Ravens last week with Justin Fields. I don't know if Jacoby Brissett can handle a shootout. So because of that, I like Tua in the Dolphins in this game. Houston and the New York Giants. Give me the New York Giants. I picked the Houston a couple times to try to get their second win, uh, and it just hasn't happened. The Giants coming off a bye week uh, after a bad loss to the Seattle Seahawks. I think Coach Dable, who's done a terrific job, get the troops in order this week, get his team prepared, uh, get the Giants a win. Now time for another interesting game. New Orleans Saints, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going with Pittsburgh in the upset here. 
Uh, I think T.J. Watt might return. It's not been confirmed yet, but if T.J. Watt returns, you can really book it. But New Orleans coming off an ugly Monday night loss. Just was horrible in all phases of the game, really. Uh, they look bad. Pittsburgh coming off a bye week. How creative will Mike Tomlin get? Kenny Pickett, I think, can get this first win. Defense powers him. But I like Pittsburgh to pull off the upset against New Orleans. Uh, that's what I'm calling. I'm calling a shot here. I like Pittsburgh. Indianapolis and Las Vegas, getting yet another tough one. Indianapolis new coach Jeff Saturday. However, he did tweet a couple weeks ago. The Raiders are just horrible, uh, referring to how they play. Las Vegas, using that tweet for inspiration, I would. However, like I said, no Darren Waller. No Hunter Renfro. Can Las Vegas do it? They've had three leads so far of a season of 17-plus points, and they've lost all three of those to the Chiefs, to the Cardinals, and last week to the Jaguars. I think Las Vegas does it this week. I think they stopped their bleeding, their ugly way of finding ways to lose and actually finding a way to win this week, and I think Las Vegas does it. Dallas and Green Bay. You know Green Bay is going to win a game at some point. They just are. Uh, is it this week? I don't know. Uh, I'm, this would be one I lean toward. Uh, why? Aaron Rodgers is 7-2 and two against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, he is historically owned, embarrassed, and humiliated Dallas Cowboys on national television. I think he enjoys it. If you remember earlier in the year of his second game, uh, Green Bay played the Chicago Bears and Aaron Rodgers and the company just absolutely trolled them. Afterwards, Aaron Rodgers talked about the history, and he loves making history against the Bears. Each one adds to that bit of history. Uh, he thrives. He enjoys that. I think he's going to come with that same edge for Dallas. However, I just think Dallas has such a better team. I'm picking Dallas uh, to win this game. I think Micah Parsons can get after uh, Aaron Rodgers. I think Dallas can score, score some points. However, it's in Green Bay. Again, this would be one I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers uh, just says not too, not so fast and pulls a win out from his hat uh, this time. Arizona and the Rams. Again, this one I thought I was going to go heavily on the Rams here, uh, but then I learned Matthew Stafford then reported that he's entered concussion protocol. Take that as you will. If he does not play, I'm going with the Cardinals. If Matthew Stafford does play, I'm going with the Rams because, again, historically, Sean McVay has owned two opponents in this division. He's owned the, uh, the Cardinals. I think he's lost one game, and he's owned the Seahawks. So this is one in L.A. After a tough loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think the Rams can really bounce back here with Matthew Stafford. You can get the win against the uh, Cardinals. And then Sunday Night Football, the Los Angeles Chargers and the San Francisco 49ers, the Battle of the Bay, Northern Bay, Southern Bay, going at it in San Fran. San Francisco just had the week off. They were able to get Debo healthy, I think, incorporate C-Mac a little more into the offense, and they didn't already since their last game against the, Nine, or against the Rams. I like San Francisco. They got the better coach. They got the better unit, better roster uh, than the Chargers. The Chargers have just been barely hanging and barely winning. 
where San Francisco, when they win it, actually looks good, actually looks convincing. Now, when Jimmy G doesn't play well, gives the other team the opportunity to win. But if Jimmy G's on his game, uh, this team, uh, the Chargers team is not beating uh, the 49ers. I wouldn't give them a shot. So there you go. Those are my picks. Take it as you will. I hope to rebound and do much better as I haven't done, as, excuse me, as good as I would have liked to have done or I did uh, last year. But second half, let's do this. Those are my picks. Book it. Take it to the bank. I like those a lot. Confident in those. Now let's talk about some college football. Interesting, 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 the committee. So the committee rankings, uh, they did the exact one through seven as I did. Uh, I think a lot of people had the same one through seven. That was easy there. Uh, Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four, Tennessee five, Oregon six, LSU seven. Totally fine with that. Uh, but after seven, it sort of, uh, fell off the rails, uh, per se. After that, it gets a little wonky. Why? USC ahead of teams such as Alabama, Ole Miss, UCLA. It just doesn't make sense to me, USC being this high. Why? They don't have a top 25 win. The only top 25 team they played uh, so far is Utah, and they lost that game. They lost that game, whereas if you look at another team, four spots down, who I thought uh, would be the nine spot, UCLA, guess what? They beat Utah uh, and have a top 25 win. Um, Who else did UCLA beat this season? Oh, they beat Washington, another top 25 win. So to me, UCLA has played better teams. They've looked better than USC. USC had just had a close-edged win out over California, which I don't like. I don't think USC should be that high. I think UCLA should be in the top 10. Alabama, I actually had an 8. Uh, come on, let's be realistic here. Alabama lost two-point conversion, game losing field goal uh, to them, uh, game-winning field goal for Tennessee on them. Well, let's be honest here. Alabama, USC, neutral site. I'm rolling with Alabama 10 times out of 10. There's no way USC beats this Alabama team. A Pac-12 team uh, beats this Alabama team still, even with the issues they have. Alabama's still supremely talented with Bryce Young at quarterback. And then, uh, after that, Clemson. Clemson's still in the top 10. Uh, That's another one. I don't get. Why is Clemson there? Clemson just got demolished by Notre Dame. Uh, they're only top 25. Two, they have two top 25 wins. North Carolina State and uh, I just had the other one. And Florida State. Again, I think UCLA has looked better than Clemson. Uh, they should be ahead of them. Again, top seven good. After that, gets a little weird. Clemson 
all their games wins. A lot of them have been one score, ugly loss to Notre Dame. At least Alabama's two losses, the margin of losses there wasn't as big as that. USC's wasn't as big as that. Ole Miss wasn't. UCLA wasn't. Uh, Clemson, out of like the one-loss teams, has the worst loss. Uh, they do in terms of just sheer getting dominated. That's just it. That is uh, Clemson. They're not a good football team. I think there should be no way back. Uh, you know, even North Carolina State played together better game against Notre Dame when they lost than Clemson did. So it's very interesting. Uh, Clemson has that one loss now. There you go. Didn't agree with those rankings there uh, near the tail end by the committee. Uh, I don't think they put enough respect on outside brand biases. I think, you know, they wanted to sneak in the USC, the Clemson, to protect it where I thought, hey, UCLA, I think is better. Ole Miss is better. Really a great showdown coming up this week in Alabama and Ole Miss. Uh, but I won't get into it too much because I think the top seven teams are uh, very good. Now, time to get in to the week, uh, the, the picks for college football. Starting with LSU and Arkansas. Now, this is in Arkansas. Sort of a trap game for LSU here. It's emotional win off coming off Alabama. You know, they just need to win basically one of the next two division games, Arkansas, Texas A&M. Both those are away. Big game here for Arkansas and Texas and LSU. However, Arkansas uh, hasn't been that good this season. So I'm going with LSU. I think they can do it. Arkansas expected to be much better this year. Not good. I'm rolling with LSU, Jaden Daniels, who's been terrific. Brian Kelly's got this team playing really good right now. Uh, So I like that. Purdue and Illinois up next. I'm going Illinois. Uh, Illinois just had a tough loss to Michigan State last week. Uh, People are questioning them. However, Illinois still controls their own destiny on their side of the Big Ten. Uh, A win here would be huge uh, for them, especially considering that they have Michigan coming up a week before. I don't think they're looking up uh, to the following week. Uh, But, again, Purdue's been a little inconsistent. This game is in Illinois. I like Illinois uh, to get the win here. Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Uh, Oklahoma State's been very disappointing. Three losses uh, in, like, their last four games. They haven't looked good as they once did to start the season. However, Iowa State has been much better. I'm going with Oklahoma State to rebound this weekend. Alabama Ole Miss. Is Alabama really going to lose three times before a bowl game? I don't see it. I would like Ole Miss to win, but Alabama coming off a loss. I just see Alabama winning. Again, I think Ole Miss knows, hey, let's try to run the football uh, a lot. We run the football well. Uh, Let's see if we can use our quarterback as well to try to win some 
football games. Lane Kiffin, I think he's just trying to beat uh, his former uh, head coach, uh, Nick Saban. However, I just don't think he's going to do it. Not this week, not uh, this weekend. I think Alabama's just too talented, especially coming after a loss. Alabama will have the troops ready. It's in Ole Miss, again, tough road environment. I think it'll be close, uh, but Alabama definitely pulls away in the second half. Uh, Alabama gets a win. UCF and Tulane. This is a battle for really the best group of five team to be represented in that New Year Six Bowl. Who is it going to be? UCF, Tulane. Tulane's had a great story this year. Eight and one. Uh, I mean, caps off to them. Uh, good for them on being eight and one. Never would I thought Tulane would be eight and one. However, I do think UCF is a better team. They knocked off a Cincinnati this year. They were close in a Louisville win. I think UCF is a better team. I'm rolling with UCF uh, to upset Tulane this weekend. Wisconsin, Iowa. I'm going with Iowa. Uh, again, this game's in Iowa. Wisconsin feel like they've gotten it back to better a little bit, but Iowa is still great defensively. In Kinnick Stadium, tough place to play. I think Iowa can pull off the upset here against Wisconsin. Kansas State, Baylor. I've been very impressed with Kansas State. They've lost to some good teams like uh, a Texas and uh, who's the other one? TCU and some other teams. Kansas State, I think, has played better than Baylor. I like Kansas State to beat Baylor. Should be a close one in Baylor, but I like Kansas State. TCU, Texas. Give me TCU. I mean, nope, my bad. Give me Texas. Give me Texas. Hook them horns. Rolling with Texas. My bad there. Uh, maybe, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Uh, heart really wanted to say TCU there, but no. Uh, that ain't happened. I'm rolling with the facts. I'm rolling with Texas. Texas to win this game. Cover only four unbeaten teams left. TCU, one of them. This game's in Texas. It's the night atmosphere. Uh, game day's been there once already against the uh, Bama. I thought Texas should have won that game. going to be a great atmosphere in Austin. I think Texas will win this game this week and upset TCU and uh, knock down an undefeated team, create more chaos for a committee. North Carolina, Wake Forest. I think Drake May, quarterback for North Carolina, is just terrific. Fantastic quarterback. I think North Carolina wins this game. And lastly, Battle of the States, again, much like the San Francisco Charger game, we get San Jose State versus San Diego State. San Diego State in an upset. This has been Unbothered. I'll talk to you all next week. Have a great weekend. Hope you are great watching the NFL. College with a lot of great games. Talk to you later, everybody. Bye.